these these like not so good experiences that you're continuing to face um, or the things that are happening, these are all happening because somewhere deep down in your subconscious, you believe that's all that's possible for you because that's all you've seen to be true. And it just makes so much sense. Let's dig through the mud together. We're so glad you're here. Join us here each week for Mudlark. But da 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 da. Mudlark. Hi, Merry Christmas Eve, loves, or Happy Third Day of Hanukkah, or just Happy Day if you don't celebrate anything at all. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to Mudlark. I'm your host, Danny Boltz, and I started this podcast because I believe that our stories are what connect us. And it has been a while since I've recorded a solo episode, and even though they sometimes make me feel super awkward, I actually really enjoy recording them because I just feel so present the entire time. Like I feel so present. I feel so connected to you when I'm doing them. So here we are. Um, Today's episode is a little teensy bit selfish. (laughs) You're like, what's new, Danny? Um, I'm going to be talking about what navigating my 20s has been like because it's almost my birthday. I turned 30 on the 27th. I'm a little Christmas baby. I was supposed to be born on Christmas, but I was like, no, I must stay in here a little longer. Uh, So I was born on the 27th, 1989. And rather than pole vaulting my entire body into my 30s, kind of in that like unconscious way, I've been trying to really just soak in the sweetness that is my 20s. And just it just felt really important for me to talk with you about this, about what navigating the tumultuous 20s was like for me. And as much as I believe that it was so important for my own growth, I do believe that we go through, you know, all of those hard times that we face in our 20s to get back to our truest selves. I just really do want to share some things, though, that I believe could really support you in navigating this time in your life, just trying to be a good human and an adult for the first time. And Even if you're beyond your 20s already, I think this episode could be really supportive. And I have something really special for you guys, so be sure to stick around until the end of the show. Uh, So without further ado, let's move on to today's solo episode with me, the almost 30-year-old. It's so freaking weird to say. So excited. I'll see you on the other side. Hey you guys, I am currently sitting on the floor in my bedroom at the Montana house. Uh, The Montana house is our home up in the northwestern corner of Montana and we're up here for the holidays. We've just been having the coziest freaking time doing all things Christmas. I joke that I'm Mrs. Claus (laughs) with the kids all the time because I I just love it. I love the holidays. I love getting the tree. I love going foraging for pine cones and dug fur to boil on the wood stove. I just love it all. I love wrapping presents. I love taking baths every day and just being a little more gluttonous than normal. You know, just like all the good stuff. Um, It's also so interesting because like whenever I'm here, I always feel so calm and soft which always opens me up to like a really huge creative flow. And I feel like I channel a lot when I'm here, which then makes me want to work my ass off. So it's like this mix of being so relaxed and gentle with my day, but also really wanting to like power through and get work done because I feel so inspired. It's also Capricorn season and we all know I'm a Capricorn if you've been here before. So I just feel really energized and I just want to build and create, um, But I'm just giving myself permission to just do what feels good. And right now, recording feels really good. And later, working might feel really good. And maybe a nap would feel really good. So I'll just flow with it. Um, Anyways, I want to get into the topic of the day, which is all about navigating our 20s. 
and I'm structuring it in kind of a neat way. Um, I'm going to be giving you a list with kind of like Danny's words of wisdom that I'm plucking from myself, along with some stories of how I did not listen to this wisdom and kind of had to run into the wall a few times to learn my lessons. I don't know if that's the Capricorn in me or I think it's just the way I operate in the world, but I learn by screwing up. (laughs) That's just how I've done it. And maybe you're that person too. And I hope you just feel less alone in that. You're like, God, why do I keep making the wrong decisions? Or why do I keep just fucking up all the time? But if you're anything like me, that's just how you're going to learn. And I just hope that today's episode can make you feel supported and just less alone in the shit you have done or are doing and just know that you'll be okay. So my first word of wisdom for you is this. Your worth does not exist within another human and your worth does not exist within a certain job or certificate or home You are innately worthy and the more you do kind things for yourself and spend time alone and love yourself like you've been craving to be loved, the more abundant and juicy and fulfilling your 20s will be. So for this, like I think back to right away moving out. I moved out when I was 18 years old. So that's kind of, I kind of tie that into my 20s a little bit because whatever, you are on your own most often at that age. And I just dove right into relationships like I was so hungry to feel seen to feel loved to feel worthy that that is where I tried to really pluck my worth from and I honestly looking back like it's so hard to even remember times where I was single where I just spent time alone where I just spent time quiet with myself and I remember like one chunk of time, but even then I was like, I think I was like 22 and I finally got my own apartment. It was like my first time having my own place, like where I didn't have roommates or shared kitchen or whatever. And that was like the most single I'd ever been, but I was still like hooking up with a bunch of dudes. So I had like, I always had someone to call. I always had someone to come over and it's just like looking back it would have been so good for me to spend time by myself. And I know that because I was a kiddo, when I was a kiddo, I spent a lot of time alone and it was really a scary time for me. So as soon as I was an adult and could make my own decisions, I did everything possible to combat that loneliness. And even though it was good, like there was a lot of good in that, the older I get, the more I realize how vital alone time is for my mental health and for my connection to my intuition. And I just want you to know that you are just so innately worthy. And yeah, the more you can show up for yourself during your 20s, during your whole freaking life, really, the more abundant your life is going to be. And yeah, I just... I did so many things that really tried to numb numb myself out in my 20s, you know, whether that was like alcohol or sex or shopping for things I couldn't afford, which will get into money, of course, because that's a huge part of our 20s, trying to figure out that beast. Um, and yeah, it was just like, it was such a numbing time in my life, so much of it. And just being clear and spending time alone would have really served me. If you take anything away from this episode, I want you to please take this. So this is number two, words of wisdom from Danny. Reparent the fuck out of your inner child. Reparent the fuck out of your inner child. So if you're new to the show, you might be like, what she talking about? (laughs) I talk about inner child a lot. This is a lot of the work I do with myself and with my clients. Um, So we'll just go back a little bit. When we are little, the experiences we go through, like no matter how traumatic or how overindulgent or just like whatever kind of childhood you perceive that you had, these experiences shape the way we show up in the world now as adults. 
right? That, that that makes sense, right? So like we literally live from these experience and the really positive, like healthy, good things that are showing up in our lives are often, more often than not, reflecting these like more higher self-worth projections that we have that are kind of looping in our subconscious. So we're living from our subconscious projection when you're a kid I think of like our subconscious mind as kind of this sponge and it just slurps in everything that we see everything that we feel gets so soaked in and it's just this full sponge by the time we step into our adult life and that sponge is just filled with all of those experiences all of those hurt spots and then I feel like our entire life beyond adolescence is us squeezing that sponge out to really drain all of the things and kind of start new. Because like if it's just this empty, light, clear sponge, you can put whatever you want in there, whatever beliefs, whatever relationships, whatever experiences, because it's not all clogged with what we thought we knew to be true from what we witnessed in childhood. So like here, let me break this down. So if you witness really healthy relationships growing up, like your mom and dad just really loved each other so deeply and they were like really kind to each other and showed you how to argue in healthy and respectful ways, like most likely, like if you look at your life, like being in healthy relationships probably hasn't been a massive challenge for you in your life today. I mean, there are ways that obviously, yeah, like we can see good relationships but not necessarily have one of our own but it's just like far less likely um on the other side of that coin much like the experiences I grew up with relationships were just really dangerous and scary and I saw a lot of abuse emotional abuse verbal abuse ignoring you know my stepdad would like ignore my mom for weeks and that was just like normal to me And we would just like kind of tiptoe around like walking on eggshells and I saw lots of lying and sneakiness and you know I mean they were really young parents they were just doing their best this is nothing like I'm not I'm not angry at them for this but what my subconscious slurped in so picture that sponge what I had in that sponge were really unhealthy patterns in relationship. So for all of my 20s, I was really living out from that sponge, the sponge knowledge, my subconscious, every relationship. There were literal mirror things to what I saw my mom experience with men, you know? And it's just, I want you to get so, so clear on what your patterns are and this is for everything this is not just the relationships in your life these these like not so good experiences that you're continuing to face um or the things that are happening these are all happening because somewhere deep down in your subconscious you believe that's all that's possible for you because that's all you've seen to be true and it just makes so much sense So even if you consciously like know that there's like healthier people out there for you or a more loving human out there for you until you're, you really like love on your inner child and start to reprogram your subconscious, you're going to continue to project the not so good experiences from this hurt place inside of you. And I, I know that's kind of a lot, especially if you're brand new to the show, you're like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) But if you've been here a while, I mean, go back and listen. There's, I've had multiple episodes. Courtney Santoro and I talked about Inner Child. I think it was on the Scorpio season episode, which was maybe like 18. Sorry, I didn't have that at the front of my brain right now, but I'll link it in the show notes. Um, But yeah, we'll talk a lot about Inner Child on the show and we'll go very, very deep into this work together. This is the most of the work that I do. It is the most powerful work I've ever experienced. Um, along with some really incredible inner child resources that I'll be giving you in the show notes, my gift to you today is directly related to this work, which is super exciting and you'll get it in the outro of today's show. So what I did, what I did instead of taking this, this wisdom of really loving and nurturing 
my inner child is I didn't know anything about inner child was when I was in my early 20s. I literally thought the world was out to get me and <laughs> fuck with me. And my self-worth was so low because I didn't have the tools yet to nurture my inner child because I didn't, I didn't know. And because I grew up without like a healthy father figure in my life, um, again, you should go back and listen to episode three, which is my first solo episode. And it was all about learning how to find belonging. Um, or I'm sorry, um, learning how to take up space after a childhood of not belonging. I grew up with a pretty abusive stepfather and before him, um, my dad had a brain injury when I was one years old. And so I really grew up without a healthy father figure in my life. And because of that, I was constantly trying to find my worth inside of partnership. And because I didn't get nurturing and healthy love from that dad in my life, once I started to be with men who actually wanted to show me love, I was like really repulsed by it. And it like pushed me away because I it was unrecognizable. I thought it was gross. I was like, what are they doing? doing and I would cheat I would like keep one toe in to that relationship because I didn't want to be alone because we all know I was just so afraid to be alone but then I would go and find other men that could like show me the nurturing that made sense which was loving my body and seeing me as super sexy and funny but whenever it got like too serious, I would run. And this is like a pattern that I literally just broke when I met my husband now. And we've been together just just under four years, you guys. So it really wasn't that long ago. And this was completely fucking my life up. And not even just fucking my life up. I was being so reckless with other people's hearts. And... It was like, and I have to just like put a hand on my heart right now because I, I still really struggle with shame around what I put my ex through, but it's just like, I was so reckless with him because I was so twisted up in my own wounded inner child that I just kind of drug him through that. And I feel so bad, but I was also just, you know, I was doing my best and, you know, when we start to experience things that are kind of out of our norm um, from childhood. So, for instance, like when I was repulsed by people showing me love, we will self-sabotage. You know, we treat our sh- ourselves shitty because that's what's comfortable. And, you know, it really wasn't until I started to look at these patterns and start to surround myself with more people in healthy relationships in nurturing, cozy, connected relationships. And that it was like that mixed with healing my inner child through neuroplasticity and just giving more acts of self-love through my day um, that these patterns started to shift. So it was kind of like this cocktail of a lot of different things, like finding people that I could look up to. I was like, oh, that relationship is possible. And oh, she's not disgusted by that guy for loving her. <laughs> And that with like meditation and I'm not a huge meditator though, you guys, which I am happy to lean into more. I know meditation is so good for us. I also think there's a billion ways to heal and I'm excited to start sharing with you more of what that looks like for me, what has really helped me. Um, But that's like that neuroplasticity work and self-love. So those have just been so helpful. Um... And yeah, so like all that lack of nurturing that I was experiencing in my life, that was my inner child really needing healing. So I gave her this and I continue to give her this every day. Um, Another thing I did instead of really nurture my inner child, and this is like real time, a pattern that just showed up for me a few days ago. And it like came to me when I was taking a bath and most of you know I'm a bath person. I live in the bath when we're here in Montana. Um, but yeah, this pattern showed up in my consciousness and I really want to share it with you, even though it makes me kind of nervous, but I am just loving on myself for this and it's in regards to friendship 
and my very close like female friendships and basically the pattern that has played out in my life is I've always kind of tunnel visioned in on like one person kind of like that like childhood best friend and I was always this way I think it started when I was in like second grade I had like my best friend Nina and she was everything like she was my whole world I threw everything into her I didn't even really have space for other people it was just like this is my best friend this is all that matters and what then would happen is there would be this codependency starting to form and I would be so reliant on her like her presence and then she would have other friends because she wasn't really showing the same behavior that I was of just wanting that like kind of isolated relationship and then I would get really hurt and I would feel like look at all this energy I put into a friendship why am I not getting this back and I would feel hurt and I felt like I was pouring into someone who didn't give a shit about me and this has continued to happen in almost every friendship that I've had that's been super close, intimate, I do the same thing. And oftentimes it ends poorly. I mean, my last one that ended was, I mean, I referenced it in the friends up, the friend breakup episode, which you should go listen to that because this has given me even a deeper understanding since that episode, you guys. It's a constant unfolding constant learning I've never arrived (laughs) we will never arrive fully we're just on this journey together but what I realized and I'm like journaling this out um because I was starting to have similar friendships like that or similar feelings like that grippiness to one of my friends today and I was like I don't like this I don't like this feeling it's like this underlying discomfort anxiety um And I'm so used to feeling that in this type of dynamic that I just ignore it usually. But this time, and I think it's because I feel so committed to really focusing on my patterns and healing my inner child, I saw it. I was willing to see it. So this comes up for me into my consciousness after like soaking in the bath, kind of in that theta brain state. When I came out, I was like, holy shit, this keeps playing out. This isn't happening to me. This is being projected from me. And what I realized instantly, and I was so excited to talk to Hai about it, who's my husband, because I always just share like my findings with him. The main relationship that I witnessed growing up as far as this same friendship dynamic was my mom and my aunt. And they got together because my mom married um, my aunt's husband's brother. Sorry. That's a cluster. But anyway, we're not related by blood, but we ended up moving up to Mount Hood and my mom and my aunt became so close. They did everything together. They practically raised us kids together as if we're all siblings and they were literally like each other's one and only. Um, And it was just kind of like this pour everything in and there was one kind of more taker in the relationship and one giver I kind of play that role of giver which when I'll link um I'll put a link in the show notes about codependent friendships and if you feel like you might be dealing with some of this this would be really good for you to read it's what shook me so I'll link it um but they had a pretty like textbook style codependent friendship and this is all I was doing. This is the exact pattern I had. I can't explain to you how many female friendships have played out in this exact pattern. So once you consciously begin to see your patterns, you already begin healing your inner child. So I want you to know that because even when I'm talking, maybe some things are coming up for you and you're like, holy shit, I do that too. Wonderful. You are already starting to heal your inner child. You're giving her or him attention right now by noticing. Um... So now when I'm like, I want to kind of break down what I do right here. So with some of this neuroplasticity work that I really got from Lacey Phillips of To Be Magnetic, who I mention a lot, so much of my work stems from the work she has done. She's such an expander for me. I love her so much. Um, But what I do 
when I soak in the bath, because the bath is my meditation, I'll close my eyes, I'll bring my awareness to the sensation like of the water on my skin, the temperature of my bath, my heart rate, and I started to think about mom and aunt's relationship. You know, that's an easy one for me to start to think about because it was such a part of my everyday growing up. And what I do is I see them kind of going about their friendship, like I'm envisioning it, but I'm envisioning it in a much healthier way. So this is where like the reprogramming of my brain starts to happen. It's basically like brain surgery, as Lacey says it, but I see them talking less on the phone and when they do get to see each other and come together it's like really rich and healthy and wonderful and it's just so like blissful and I envision them like getting us kids together and us all playing so nicely and I see them being really supportive to one another and what I am doing here is I am beginning to write a new story because I am in that really relaxed theta brain state And from that relaxed place, our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what isn't. So it's literally kind of not like refiling, like not like EMDR, um, but it is it's showing the subconscious a new story. And that is what then fills your sponge. So your sponge is then filled with that new projection so that when you come back out you're projecting less and less of the unhealthy patterns. So when I come out of that, I'm projecting less and less of those unhealthy patterns in my friendships today. You know, my friendships, my relationships strengthen and they just become healthier. They're less enmeshed. And I'm not attracting people in my life that carry that similar dynamic to my mom and my aunt. You know, I attract really independent and autonomous friends and my closest friends um, just become healthier. So even my friend that I was feeling some of that enmeshment with, because I was able to speak my truth and talk to her about it, and we have a friendship that is built on just transparency and love and trust, we can then just become so much healthier and better together. So I want you to just... Pay attention to the unhealthy patterns in your life, the unhealthy people and experiences, and just know that these are looping subconscious beliefs that you have and can be shifted and healed. Start doing this like immediately and don't ever stop. (laughs) Please, is that like too much to ask? Um, And you'll just be amazed at how beautiful your life becomes. And with this new year coming, I'm going to be bringing so much more tools for you guys to really... um, begin healing your inner child or just deepening that relationship with that part of who you are. Um, Number three, tell the whole fucking truth. It doesn't say fucking truth. Like I'm not, I'm not listing off like word for word what I'm telling you, but that just feels direct. Tell the whole truth. This is so big, you guys. And this is the medicine that is going to help you get onto a path that is clear and aligned and perfect for you like nobody else, but for you, you know, it's so easy for us to coat our truths with just like other people's needs and expectations. And all that does is just drag us away further and further from ourselves. And I mean, what I did there was for the longest time, I told people that I graduated college. I went to college on and off for a while. Um, but I had so much shame because neither of my parents graduated college. They didn't even go to college. They didn't even graduate high school. Um, I just felt like I would always be looked at as low or unsuccessful or shitty or yeah, piece of shit. And so I literally would lie. Like, I don't know how I got away with that for so long. Um, but yeah, I would just like, it was in my It was like in my shadow. I was so glued to that. I was like, I almost believed that I went to college and finished college. And, you know, we, that, what that did for me was keep me stuck in that shame story. I was stuck with this story that I wrote that if I didn't go to a four-year college and graduate and go get a beautiful career that people look up to, that I would never be successful because I was putting my worth in that 
like what is it <laughs> diploma thank you very much um so it was a girl who didn't graduate college um but yeah I just I got really stuck there and then that would bite me in the ass like then there were situations where people would be like wait that doesn't add up and I'm like fuck so yeah I spent so much of my 20s just like digging myself into holes and lying and just being sneaky and anytime you are lying there is something inner child related that needs you there is a pattern that is trying to form because it is more comfortable than what the truth is and the truth is oftentimes uncomfortable to start to step into but once you do it is the most powerful magical place you will ever stand in your life so tell the whole truth notice where you're sugarcoating and start to shift talk from your heart if you are in a relationship that feels like garbage but you're staying because oh like but we're engaged now and it just I'm too far in if there is something in that that feels not correct something is not correct look at it don't lie anymore you don't have to lie I love you I get why you lie I lied for fucking ever. Most of my life I lied, but now I will not lie. I will not lie to you. I will not lie to anyone. Ask me anything. We cannot lie. Number four, this one makes me want to poop my pants. Understand your money story. This ties directly back to inner child work. I spent my entire twenties and honestly, just up until now coming from this place of scarcity and lack I never had enough because I never witnessed enough. All I believed on a subconscious level that I was only worthy of a certain amount of money because it was all I saw. So the bills that you have accumulated, this is where you can get started. The bills that you have accumulated, those like lingering, annoying bills that come from a long time ago, those need to get paid. And I don't say this to like scare the shit out of you. Um, I say this to empower you and of course there's like many ways to go about like paying these off I'm actually reading a really incredible book I'll teach you to be rich I'm listening to it on audible and I'll link it in the show notes but it's it's even talking about that like how you can pay things off how you can negotiate but I want you to start to look at the bills that you have and I want you to view them as the gateway to your financial abundance. So let me tell you what I did. I was not in any way, shape, or form even thinking about the concept of a money story. I was just like, again, back to the top, like the world is out to get me and fuck with me and I'm just like never gonna do okay. What I did is at 18, got a credit card with a really low balance, but even $1,000 to me at 18 was so much money. I was like, I've never had $1,000. This is incredible. $1,000 spent it instantly on like everything, groceries, candles, Taco Bell, I don't know, everything, um, gas, and never paid it off. I mean, I have now, but I let that linger, wrecked my credit. I would let um, like electric bills, internet bills go to collections. I was gifted $4,000. Um, from my grandparents, which was from like a trust fund, which is a whole other fucking story. I do not have a trust fund. Um, but I like took that $4,000 and put it on a car that I couldn't afford, like as a down payment, instead of just buying a nice, decent $4,000 car at, at age 18, I put it or 17, something like that. I put it on a car I couldn't have afford and I could only pay for for two months and then I had to sell it and then I only got I got like this little shitty like broken down rig for like $800 you know because you lose all that when you buy it off a lot anyway I would let bills go to collections and I would just pay when I did have money because I always worked but I would put money towards things that would help me now today right this second I had no responsibility I would just like I mean to be frank with you guys, I have one, no, I have two lingering bills. I have two lingering bills that haunt me and I'm going to go pay them tomorrow. If, if you're anything like me paying something from the past that is no longer 
like supporting you today is like me having to figure out how to do an intensive surgery. Like it is so hard for me to do, but I have to do it. We have to pay for these things because what it is signaling to the universe is that we know we are worth more. We are worth abundance. We are worth financial freedom. So I want you to look at your money story now. What did you witness growing up? I witnessed paycheck to paycheck. I witnessed once the money comes in, you go and spend it on something that you like. <laughs> and it, I just noticed, like I witnessed a lot of like irresponsibility. And again, that's no dig on my family. I love my family so much. It just, it's been a really huge story for me to rewrite and I'm still working on it, you guys. It's a really big one, but I'm committed and I'm feeling more abundant than I ever have financially. And it's because I've been looking at these things in the freaking eyeballs. I'm like, no, this is still here. This needs me. This is still here. This deserves it. Because when you think about it, like one of my debts is from an accountant, a small town accountant. I feel so shitty even saying this, but I just want to be honest. A small town accountant who helped me with my yoga studio like three years ago. And it was like a $300 bill. And I just let it sit because I like mood. I don't know. It doesn't matter why. But that human helped me do something. That human helped me get my tax return. That human helped me figure out how to structure a business. He deserves my money. You know, it's just like we have to think about that. There's always people on the other end, most likely, of bills that we have. And if we utilize something, we need to pay that. And it's okay. Number five, set boundaries. This is for every area of your life. I wish I would have known this sooner. This, the first thing that comes to my mind is with family. Um, you know, as we grow up, we start to realize that the story we are wanting to write for our own lives and for ourselves might not look like anything we've seen within our family structure. And there can be some massive growing pains and there can be guilt and there can be a lot of really funny feelings around this from both sides, from us, from the family members. It's so important to really stand in your worth, stand in your new story and set those boundaries with the people that you love. And that could mean saying no to Christmas sometimes. Maybe that could mean not going to the every Friday family dinner that always like triggers you and makes you feel like shit. Like you got to start setting boundaries. You got to set, set, start setting boundaries in friendship, in relationship. If there are people in your life that are talking down to you or not being good, people to you. You deserve more than that and you need to set boundaries. Get very clear on what you will tolerate and what you will not. Um, number six, uh, know that it gets easier the more we tune into ourselves and the older we get. If you're like 47 years old and you're like, go oh, fuck yourself, little girl. My life sucks. <laughs> I doubt anyone listening here is saying that. I hope not to me, but it is true. When we can tune into who we are, take time to be quiet with ourselves, get clear on what we want. Life does get easier. It gets easier and it gets easier the older we get. You know, we gain more wisdom. We have more proof that the life that we want is possible and everything gets easier, especially like all of these little wisdom chunks that I'm giving you today. I feel like these all make a really good bouquet of like leaving your 20s, stepping forward into your life, not even leaving your 20s, stepping forward into your life with this bouquet of wisdom and your life is just going to feel so good. Number seven, career. 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 I want you to notice what you are innately good at. And I want you to do things that require you to utilize the gifts that you were born with. You know, forever I was bartending or serving, but even then I was able to bring in my skills as host and like creating a cozy space and environment and kind of being a little thespian. Like I really liked it, but there was a lot that didn't feel good. Like the whole 
like kind of letting people get wasted thing wasn't super cozy. Um, after closing my yoga studio a few years back, I basically was like stripped down and forced to build a new career. And it wasn't until really last year when I started to piece together multiple careers that all fall under the same umbrella, which is my innate innate gifts of host and my eye for aesthetic and loving to empower others and help people get back into just their truest self. And I do like so much of this by sharing my own experiences, like here with the podcast, um, through my website, through my workshops, through even spoon carving, you know, and now all of these things added together, all these portals of income that I have are all laced into my innate gifts and they've created my own unique lifestyle, my true life. And it's just becoming more and more financially abundant because I'm using what I came here to share my gifts. What are your gifts? I mean, it could be, do you just love cooking? Do you love being in the kitchen? Could it be that you just love investigating and exploring? Um, could it be that any, whatever your gift is, whatever you've always been drawn to, this is going to play a part in your life, a huge part in your life. And you just need to get quiet enough to listen to it. It's so important. And also, I was going to just wrap that up, but I want to say this first. I want you to do everything on your own timeline. We can get so stuck, especially in our late 20s. We're like, oh, fuck. I'm with a British accent. You're like, I've got to get married. I've got to have babies. <laughs> I'm getting wrinkles. Oh. And you need to stop. You need to live your life on your own freaking timeline because there's no correct picture and nobody knows but you and don't be afraid to start a lot of things and end them and then start again and just be okay with being really different because you are different you are different than me I am different than you and that is beautiful and I want you to lean into you that is all keep your freaking fucking shit fucker blinders up for the rest of your life and do you. Number eight, say no a lot. This is huge. This is linked to intuition in a massive way. I want you to feel into your body when someone asks you to go do something, if you really want to go or not, or if you're just going because you're a people pleaser and that's just what you saw your mom do or your dad do all the time is just say yes, even if it's a no, fuck that shit. That is not true. And that is not true for you because you, the more you say no, the more the 150% yeses are going to start appearing in your life. But you have to create space for those things. You have to say no. And I have to work on this all the time because I'm a seven in Enneagram, which we talk about a lot on the show too because I'm just geeking out over it, but I'm the enthusiast. So I love having lots of options and I get really excited about so many of them. But what I have to work on is recognizing that not every person is a seven. Not every person is that way. Like if I was talking to another seven and being like, oh yeah, like that would be so fun. If we didn't actually do that, that would be okay. It's like, oh yeah, that's 110% possibility. But for other people... Um, people I love that I get really enthusiastic about certain ideas like um, collaborating or going on a trip. Of course, I'm like, that sounds great, but it's not always going to happen. So I'm really trying to get better at being like, that sounds so wonderful. And I have a lot going on. I'd love to explore this at a later date, but not like so robotic, but kind of like just understanding that when I can say no, even in those moments of like, no, that's not for me now, or maybe it will be later, the absolute hundred yes will come forward and will then come to fruition because it'll be a hundred. Number nine, raise the bar on all of the relationships in your life and let go of anything that doesn't feel mutually supportive. You deserve support. I don't need to go any further on that. Number 10, lastly, be kind to your body and your heart. 
Know that you are doing your very best and give yourself credit for how far you've already come. You know, whether you're 50 and listening to this or you are just 21, I want you to just think about, holy crap, I have already made it this far and that's amazing. I survived my youth. Holy hell, I'm doing great. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot lately about how I kind of picture all of us as little Benjamin Buttons. Like, I kind of believe we all are. And like, the longer we stay in the game and focus on what truly lights us up, like lights our heart up, our soul up, the happier our lives become and the more youthful we feel because we're actually supported by ourselves and we do have the tools and we're not relying on other people to make us feel worthy or okay enough or whatever because we just innately are and we know that we are. So yeah, those are my 10 words of wisdom from my 20s and I hope I hope some of them hit home for you. I I will fucking wish someone would have told me that shit when I was 20 years old. Holy crap. Um, I wanted to share just a few quotes with you too. Quotes that could support you through your 20s or just in your life. I really like this one. This is from Brene Brown. Have courage to be imperfect. Tell your story of who you are with your whole heart. Yes. Tell your entire story and... Just recognize that your imperfections make you perfect and beautiful and just so special. Um, And my last two quotes are from Carl Jung, who he really touches on a lot of inner child work. First one, everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. Notice what triggers you. You know, you notice when you get fired up about someone. I got really fucking fired up because my credit dropped and it was because I had a late payment on my credit card and I got really pissed at my bank (laughs) and I was like, no, this is me. Had I fucking paid it on time, this whole thing wouldn't be happening. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of silly, but it's kind of a silly example. But yeah, just notice when you're getting frustrated, notice how that might be a little map back to you and something you're doing that you're not feeling super good about and just deeper understanding of who you are. And last one, I love this so much. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Boom. That is inner child at its finest. Until you make the unconscious conscious It will direct your life and you will call it fate. We got to bring it forward. We got to understand our patterns. We got to look into the depths of who we are and really pluck out the truth. Pluck out the truth. Live our truest lives. Get to know our truest selves. In the show notes, I've listed the top five books that have supported me through my 20s. And so be sure to head over there to look at those. And to wrap this up in celebration of my birthday, I want to just take a moment to say what I am most proud of about myself, which feels kind of funny to do here, but important also. I'm going to take a couple breaths. You want to take a couple breaths? Let's take a deep breath in through the nose. You could think about this for you too. Out through your mouth. I'm most proud of my resiliency. I'm most proud of my ability to speak the truth even when it's ugly. I'm most proud of how I can show up and be vulnerable with my students even when I really feel so shitty. I can share that. I'm so proud of myself for the life I've created. I'm so proud of myself for changing the story. I'm so proud of myself for stepping into my worth more and more every day, for really, really leaning into my hurt spots with my father issues and really letting myself be loved by my husband fully, completely, not running from it, 
I'm really proud of myself for my group of friends that reflect just where I am at in my life. They're so beautiful and wonderful. I'm so proud of all my endeavors that I go for, my little Capricorn self. And I love that I give back to the world. And I'm really proud of myself for overcoming a lot of my issues with my body and how I would judge myself so harshly. I'm really proud of the stepmom I am and am becoming. I am a really good dog mom and I feel so proud that I've learned so much more patience in having my dog. I'm really proud of how much money I'm making (laughs) now. That feels so funny to say, Um, but I am. I'm really proud that I'm letting myself receive more in every aspect of my life. I'm really proud that I'm constantly questioning what is right for me and what isn't. I'm really proud that I have overcome so much of my just kind of not ugly ways of being, but just untruthful ways of living and existing in the world and that I breathe the power out of them. I speak the power out of the things that hurt me and make me feel small. And I'm really proud of how I show up for myself now in ways I never envisioned. And I'm, yeah, really proud of my capacity to love people. And I just am grateful for who I am. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. That was so much fun to record. And I just really hope there were some takeaways. Let me know if any of these things stood out to you. I'll have a post on my Instagram at Danny Bolts with this with this um, episode. And I want you to go over there. Let me know if anything stood out to you. Just comment on the picture. And then that's just such a sweet way for you guys to be connecting with each other. To seeing the takeaways everyone's getting. Oh, and now for your gift. I recorded a special meditation just for you. A lot of people hear meditation and like, that is fucking boring, Danny. I want like a gift. No, this is a different kind of meditation. You can have your eyes open. You could be riding your bike. You can be doing whatever you want. I don't care what you do. This is a space for you to reconnect to your inner child. You are going to get to know them. This is something you can return to over and over again. But this is an opportunity, you guys, for you to really step into the magic of who you are and step into the new year with an intention of healing. Healing who you are, loving who you are, because it is from this place that we can expand and attract the things that we are wanting in our lives. Thank you so much. As always, if you have not rated or reviewed the show, please do head over to iTunes, leave five stars, leave a review, and just, yeah, talk about what you like about the show. How is it impacting you? How is it helping you? And yeah, this just really helps Mudlark get into more hands. And I'm just so grateful when you leave a review. Thank you so much for being here. Happy holidays. I will talk to you before the new year. Bye.